are listening to The Tipping Point Show with your host, with your host, Mr. Just Ask Joe, John Yeah. Right here on WLOU. Stream it live on Facebook and WLOUonline.com. And now, and now, The Tipping Point Show. What is going on, America? What's going on, world? What is going on, everybody? Um, let's see here. This is Mr. Just As Joe. And uh, we will have Brother John Yad jumping on very quickly uh, as we are dealing with a couple uh tech issues that happen from time to time it's all good uh but either way it is the tipping point morning show and uh i do have a couple special guests as well um we'll jump right in i'm gonna bring uh our special guests up and kind of co-host with me while uh we are uh, waiting on john and uh i tell you what this co-host is someone i've known for uh, a little bit um you know my whole life basically and uh, this is Brother Joseph Tapper, Sr. Uh, how you doing there, sir? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How you doing? All right. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so uh, until, you know, John gets here, then then you can uh, rock it with me. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and do what we normally do. Uh, first up to the table, we're going to bring Brother Leonard Walker. And uh, holler at your brother and give us our stock tips. I'm going to have to take some notes here. What's going on, Brother Leonard Walker? All righty, all righty. How we doing? So you know what? That's what's up. I'm looking here at a father and son <laughs> and co-host duo. And that's, <laughs> that is what is up right there. See? And Leonard comes in with all the white beard. What's up with it? I'm older than all of y'all, man. Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna let it be all natural. You know, that's 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 how it goes. This is how it grows. So hey, I'm not trying to die or change unless I'm doing some sort of a costume thing. All right. <laughs> Don't give away my secrets now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all, right all right. But anyway, guys, we're gonna talk about um like before where we talked about, um, I think I gave you guys a stock tip on Golden Ocean. So we're going to talk about some more um, ocean shipping companies today. <clears throat> I've got three of them. So I've got three ocean shipping companies. Let's go ahead and get it. All righty. Starting with number one. This is, a, and let's, let's talk about this just for a quick second. When I talk about ocean shipping companies here, I'm not talking about what we see on the news with these container companies. All right, these are oh, those are ocean shipping companies as well, but they have you know with all of those you know hundreds of containers stacked on top of the ships to go to the docks that have to be unloaded. I'm not talking about those companies. I'm talking about companies that that, that carry what they call dry bulk goods, okay, coal, iron, steel, um, ore. Um, fertilizer, all types of minerals, uh, grain, <clears throat> that sort of thing. So these companies, that's what they carry, right? So 
let's get into it. We're going to start with our number three company here. And that company is called uh, Genco Shipping and Trading. That's Genco, G-E-N-C-O, Shipping and Trading. Um, their ticker symbol is Golf November Kilo, G-N-K. And they trade on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, once again, $50 or less is what we're talking about. And this one comes in. Uh, price per share is $14.97 as of Friday when the market closed. They pay a $2 per share dividend yearly. And they pay a quarterly dividend of $0.50 cents per quarter. Their dividend yield, 13.36%. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's a pretty high yield. Um, right now, their 52-week uh, high was $27.15. And, 20, and their 52-week low was $11.97. So you're buying this stock, again, pretty close to the 52-week low. So it's got room to grow there. Okay. Um, my key takeaways here is, now here's, here's the big one. This stock, this book value is showing $22.47, okay? $22.47. That means that this stock, you're buying it right now at a discount. It is undervalued. So that's what we like. We like to buy undervalued stocks that always give us some room to grow. Uh, this company was founded in 2004. Okay. Our next company, next company is Eagle Bulk Shipping. That's Eagle Bulk Shipping, ticker symbol Echo Golf Lima Echo or E-G-L-E. -E. They trade on the NASDAQ <clears throat> and they are trading right now for $46.86 with a whopping dividend per year of $8.80 per share. $8.80 per share, okay? Um, their quarterly dividend is going to be $2.20 per quarter per share. And they have an 18.78% dividend yield. <clears throat> they are 52-week um, high with $78.75. And 50, and their low is $32.61. So right now they're trading, right now at that price, at their $46, $47 price, they are on the low side of their 52-week uh, uh, price point, right? This company also is undervalued. Its book value is showing $58.93. So again, this is a stock that you're buying at a discount with a huge, I don't think I've spoke with as, as many stocks as I've shown you. I don't think there has been a stock with a higher, um, with a higher yearly uh, dividend per, per share. So this one has a pretty high dividend per share. This too is Ocean Company. And then it was founded in 2005. All right. Finally, my number one company. Okay. Number one company here. It's going to be Star Bulk Carriers. Star Bulk Carriers. Their ticker symbol is SBLK. 
That is Sam Bravo Lima Kilo. They're trading on the NASDAQ. And they're trading right now at $21.53 per share with another large, with another large um, um, yearly dividend of $6.66 of $6.60 per share. Um, that's that's what their dividend payout is per year. Um, their um, dividend per quarter is $1.65 per share. Now, dividend yield, their dividend yield, check this out, 30.65% dividend yield. That's probably the highest dividend yield that I've, 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 I've of a stock that I've shown since I've been doing this this year. So that's pretty high. Their uh, 52 week high is $33.99. 52 week low is $21. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, $20.50. So again, you're buying this on the low end of the um, of, of their highs and lows. So you got room to grow there. Okay. Again, this is another ocean shipping company, dry bulk global dry bulk company and they were founded in 2006 and guys those are my three tips right there <clears throat> hey man as always uh looking so cool giving us these dope tips man i appreciate it just uh till next time next week we will see you once again that's brother leonard walker with the uh, stock spotlight <laughs> peace fam all right all right all right so uh it's all good still dealing with a few tech issues but it's coming together uh so you know we have um you know a conversation we may have uh, uh miss uh lady brazilianaire uh, jump in here soon but uh you know we have this conversation about about the mind that uh we're doing and uh ultimately you know john will be joining us soon uh, but, you know, is there a thought, like, if there was one thing you could tell people um, about the mind, you know, that was that was important, what, what would it be? I would tell people the opposite of what they're told being brought up is be a dreamer. You know, all the time they tell you, come on, get your head out the clouds. Come back down to earth. You're a dreamer. Stop dreaming. Stop daydreaming. But yeah. And then they say, well, it's all in your mind. Exactly. It is all in your mind. And that's that's what we need to realize is dream. Live a life of dreams and don't discount your dreams. Don't discard your dreams. Those things are, are real. The dreamers are the ones that create tomorrow. You know, think about it. Tesla, uh, that's a dream. Whoever thought of an electric car years ago, Disney World, Disneyland, these are dreams. We all need to be dreamers and continue dreaming. So that's what I would tell people is to dream more. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely um you know good stuff when you when you look at uh the masses of people out there 
then you know um they they always have this this these numbers 95% versus the 5% you know and now yeah. and now the elites are the 1% you know mm-hmm. um if if everything is in the mind then why uh why why is it why is that split so so vast 95 to 5% you know i think one thing College is a good thing to have. It's good to have a college degree. It's good to go to college. It's good to have education. So I don't want to discount that. But I think one thing that education does, it it frames us in, how can I say, it limits us. It teaches us limitations, basically. If you look at your billionaires, most of them didn't go to college. Most of them were college dropouts, you know, founder of Facebook, um, Apple, uh, on and on. They, they dropped out of college. And college teaches you limitations, and that's the 1%. They don't have limitations. You can take a millionaire, take every last dime from them, set them in the middle of the street and within a year they'll be back because they don't have limitations. Limitations tell you, well, I need to get a small business loan. I need to have good credit. I need to have a down payment. All these things, those are limitations. A millionaire, somebody that has a millionaire mindset will take whatever's in their hand and look at it and figure out a way to turn that into a success. There's no limits. So that one, that 5%, that 1%, I believe those people are limitless. They live without limitations and the 95% doing just what we're told, just what we were taught in school business degrees, business courses. I was talking to a young lady recently and she has an idea for a good business. I asked her, I said, well, what's stopping you? She said, well, I have to get a business plan together and then I have to propose it to a bank and get a business loan. I just shook my head. and That's not how the millionaires got to be where they are. They didn't do that by getting business loans. They did it by just doing it. Forget the limitations. Those are things that are placed on you. When you were born, you didn't have those limitations. You didn't know that you couldn't walk on water. You didn't know that you couldn't levitate. All those things had to be taught to you. You had to be taught limitations, but we're born limitless. (laughs) So that's interesting when you think about it, because it it, it makes you wonder um, what it would look like if... uh, someone was raised up like you say yeah. without that if they were kept in a bubble oh my and goodness. and uh someone you know told them they they could walk on water yeah look around anything you see you can you can uh create with your mind if if they were taught that coming up wouldn't then, that be something <laughs> what wow. what that would look like that's amazing here uh, yep. man um so you know i guess with everyone you know, learning. Uh, Everyone, uh, you know, learning. Uh, uh, 
think we got John Yah coming on here. Brother, are you there? Wait a minute, I'm trying to be. I think we got John. <laughs> okay. All right. He's dealing with limitations right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it together here shortly, I'm sure. Um, but you know, when when you think about it, and uh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> What's going on, family? Nothing much, man. It's been a technical difficulty morning from the internet to my to my computer. My phone is crazy, acting up right now. So I don't know. Uh, maybe the powers to be is trying to block me, or maybe it's in my subconscious mind. I don't know. But how you doing, fellas? Hey, hey man, I, I work in IT, and without those kind of problems, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we were, we were just, uh, you know, having some good um, conversation about, you know, mindset. And, you know, the first question that I asked was, you know, why why is there such a uh, a gap in that whole... 95% versus 5%, you know, 95% of people in America, they say, you know, living check to check, doing the same thing over and over or something like that. Right. Uh, and then the 5%, you know, they didn't figure it out. They didn't got it. You know, why, why do you think there's such a, a big gap in that, John? You know, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of layers to that subject there and why, uh, certain people don't get it, and there is a certain percentage who do get it. And each and every individual has to look at their inner self. And, and, the, and this is where it starts with the self-analysis, where you look at yourself and you figure out what's your issue. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> Most people are not goal-setters, okay? Um, and this is the majority of the people. People don't set goals. So I'll give you an example. If you wake up in the morning and you don't have a goal, then whatever the day takes you, that's where you go. You don't. People who don't have goals don't have value. They don't know what their value is. If you just ask a person, what is your value? They kind of get confused. It's like it's like a person and a product. You know, I've talked to many business people in my travel, uh, people who come to me for a uh, consultation. And the first thing I would ask them, one of the things I was asking them in the products, how much do that product cost them? They can't tell you. They can't tell you, so they're guessing. And if you don't know what your product is worth, you don't know what you are worth. You see how you are involved in your product. So if you don't know your value, you don't know what to ask for. It's like it's like a person come to work for you, and you say, well, how much I owe you? He say, mm, I don't know. Uh, give me what you can. That means they don't know their value. They don't know how to value themselves, right? And so people are lacking to be to be driven. And uh, it comes from many areas, whether they were how they was raised, whether they don't want to fail, because a lot of people are afraid to fail. Setting goals mean possibly you may fail at that goal. And you may have you may have to switch another goal. Some people don't set those goals because they are afraid of failing. And so so therefore that will hinder you right there. If somehow you are afraid of failing. But in life, life is about setting goals. People who are at the top percent, who are achievers, they are high performance people. They are about getting up in early in the morning, not sleeping all in the middle of the day or sleeping until 8, 9, 10 o'clock. No, they up at 5 and 6 trying to figure it out. If you wake up thinking about what you did yesterday, guess what your today going to be? Another yesterday. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. 
You have to wake up with a thought in the future. You have to go beyond where you are. You have to have a set pattern. Um, I give you the good advice for people who are lacking this. Write down what you want in life. Do you know what you want? Do you know what your purpose is? If you don't know what your purpose is, then your number one goal should be find your purpose. And so people are lacking, that people are depressed. People are lacking the ability hey, to move. John. Because basically, they have lost their ability to find their purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, then you are doomed to have depression. You are yeah. doomed to be so easily distracted with other people's stuff. Yep, you know, yep. and you're not achieving your goals, and and that becomes the issue. John, let me interject something. There's there's an ancient Arabic proverb that says, "When a person seeks their purpose, the universe conspires to answer." Correct. And I want to put that in there as far as goals, because I used to teach goals, seven steps, five steps, ten steps, all these things for goals. But there's something that comes before goal setting that people need to realize because I learned that setting goals is great, but most people end up depressed, unhappy when they achieve those goals because they didn't do this one thing first. And, and you mentioned it in there. It's your imagination. Most people set their goals on what they're taught and they find out those aren't their goals. That's their parents' goals. They want to be a lawyer. They want to be a doctor. When really they want to be an artist. They want to be something else. So they set these goals and they reach those goals and they're unhappy. But use your imagination to find out, like you said, what is your purpose? What do you want to be? What do you really want to be? Because when you ask people that, they say, you know, I want to be this, but I don't, whatever. Those limitations. If money was not an obstacle, money was not an object, what would you really want to do? And then set a goal for that. That's your dream. That's your imagination. We just had a post on there about imagination versus knowledge. Forget what you know, forget the knowledge and just dream, imagine, and then let that be your goal. And that's because if you, and I'll take this from Psalms 37 and four, if you delight yourself, if you get excited, if you get engulfed about passion and love, then the universe will place a desire in your heart. In other words, there's a desire that the universe, that the source will put inside of you because we're led by desires. Humans, we're led by desires. Everything we do is because we desire to do it. You know, only time we do things that we don't desire is when our parents has given us a whooping. We don't really desire to do that, but we're being forced to do it, but we're led by desire. So a desire will be placed in your heart that the universe wants you to fulfill. And then that's where the goal setting. Think about what is that desire? What are you desiring? Now, how do you get to just let that be your goal and go for it. Let the universe open doors. You see people that look like they have the Midas touch. Everything they touch turns to gold. Everywhere they, they go, there's doors opening for them. That's because they're on that path. They're following that desire that the universe has placed in their heart and doors will open for you. There's somebody waiting in your future that's, that's going to open a door for you when you get to that point. There's somebody in your future that has the answer to a challenge that you're going to be faced with when you get to that point. The only reason you won't get to that point is if you give up. So as long as you continue moving, 
you supply the motion let the universe supply the direction as long as you continue moving you're going to reach that point where there's a person there that has the answer for a challenge you're going to be faced with set those goals but let that desire be your goal whatever your dream is your imagination let it go wild hey i tell you what man um a lot of good conversation a lot of good questions uh within that as well and uh we're gonna get to those questions and everything uh first real quick i want to do a commercial but when we come back we do have uh lady brazilian there coming on with her uh finance and five minutes tip real quick and uh with that being said folks we will be right back this is the tipping point morning show hey folks check out healthandywow.net 100 plant-based herbs and supplements whether you're in person or online use the word tipping for 10 percent off remember feel better look great healthandywow.net remember healthandywow.net BB Trading Company, home of soap sticks and Saya Baba products. Over 400 locations at a store near you. Cincinnati, Ohio, Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky, Southern Indiana, or find yours online at sayababa.com. Again, that's sayababa.com. A BB Trading Company, where you can find fragrances to incite your senses. real quick folks we have our uh financing in five minutes lady brazilianaire welcome to the tipping point morning show once again how you doing good morning all right all right you got you got all right you coming in a, a little bit choppy over there um can you hear me now uh yes yeah. okay Perfect. All right. I missed you all last week. So this week we're going to be talking about electricity, believe it or not. So, you know, you got kids and stuff and some adults do it too, where you get these blocks plugged in, right? With the cord connected to it, right? Mm -hmm. Unplug that cord from your outlet. I have a three bedroom house and guess how much I live? $90. Anytime you are not using any kind of cord or what have you, unplug it because that is still a live wire. 
So if you're not using your cell phones, your tablets, whatever, unplug it, okay? Even when you are at home and the kids are playing their video games, unplug it. I wish I could unplug the refrigerator and the stove, but I can't. So that is my point or for this week. If you're not using any kind of cords, unplug them. Remember, the object of the game is to build up your emergency fund, your retirement account, and your savings account. So I hope that helps. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right. All right. That was a quick uh, financing in five minutes tip there. Want to make sure we got that in. Um, so as we move forward in this conversation, you know, the big, the big, the big question, you know, anyone sitting here can pretty much describe, um, you know, what things that will put them above the everyday traditional 95%, you know, as far as mindset is concerned, why doesn't everybody do it? I mean, you know, why, why? I mean, there's people out there that probably do levitate, Dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and, you know, they're, they're one of the few again. But you know, why don't people use their mind uh, more? Is it is it hard to think? It's just what we've been taught. The five percent influence the news. The ninety-five percent are influenced by the news. Mm. That's the limitation. If the news says there's a recession, then 95%, they're going to stop spending, start saving, stop the economy. And guess what happens? A recession. 5%, they're not affected by that. So it's just what we've been taught. We've got to start using our imagination and teach ourselves, create our own reality. I mean, what do you want? What do you dream? you can write those things down, read them over and over to yourself. And it takes about 30 days to create a habit. So whatever it is, write it down in the present tense. You hear a lot of these I am statements. And we talked about that last time, write that stuff down in the I am, you know, tense, the present tense, read it to yourself for 30 days and then continue after that, but it'll become a habit and it'll be set in your mind after 30 days. That's how you can beat a lie detector. You know, people can beat a lie detector if they believe it. And that's why lie detectors are so effective because you can say one thing, but your body cannot lie. Your heartbeat will increase, your breathing will increase. But if you really believe it, those things won't change. And so you can tell yourself something and cause yourself to believe a reality that you want to create. And it will be your reality and eventually it will be uh, become evident to everybody else. Absolutely. Reality. So, so John, when, when, when you hear that, um, okay. So someone does, I am affirmations and uh, they, they tell themselves, uh, you know, they will be wealthy or what have you. Right. Um, is there anything, what, what is it that they would be missing? What, what in addition to just saying the words, would a person need to do in order to make those words effective? You know, you know, uh, when we're talking about mind, the mind and, and what we're thinking is a very important. And I think this is the hurdle most people have is understanding their mindset. Uh, we, we believe in what we think and we think what we believe. We don't challenge the thought. 
a person who's a go-getter always challenge his talk. Why is that? Because if you don't challenge yourself, then there's no growth. See, so you have to have goals. You have to have purpose. You have to have a blueprint. When you have a blueprint, guess what the blueprint is? It's always being perfected. It's always being corrected. Because if you take a step and you are, you are engaged in a focus, well, guess what happens when something derails the focus? You go back to focus. That means it makes you better as an individual as you go on in life. So if you have a blueprint and your blueprint is whatever it is you want to achieve, what comes next is the ability to how to reach the blueprint. But you got to keep the blueprint in your head, right? So I tell a person, when a person tells me, well, um, I'm going through this and I'm going through that, the first thing I say is that you haven't completed the project. And they say, well, what's the project? What are your goals? So when I'm saying that, I'm getting them to understand that it starts here first. If you complete your project here, you are in a bliss of happiness that things here don't bother you. Things in this dimension don't bother you. If you are in bliss here, nothing out here can bother you. So I give you an example. If if being a millionaire will make you happy, and I mean make you happy to the point to where you feel happy. You have to have a purpose to be a millionaire, first of all. You got to know why you want to be a millionaire. What's the purpose? Because you just can't say it, right? So let's say, for instance, in your head, you're going to achieve that goal tomorrow, like winning the lottery. Like tomorrow, guarantee you've been told you're going to get a million dollars. Or next week, your lawyer just told you, hey, we just got a settlement. I'm waiting on the check. How would that make you feel if you actually believe that tomorrow you're going to be a millionaire. Wouldn't that kind of give you an adrenaline? Because you can't wait for tomorrow, but you're actually feeling it today. You see? Exactly. That, that purpose is the greatest feeling you can have that extends out to the universe to bring you what you want. But check this out. If you haven't yet completed it, then you don't have that feeling that you're achieving. So in other words, when I create something, um, when I'm when I am in my creative mode, my inventing mode, inventing mode, I have it in my thought first. I look at it, I have it complete, and I feel what it's going to do for me and others in my head. It makes me feel good about myself. It brings my it brings my self-esteem up, right? Those things is the goal that you're reaching because really the only real goal is happiness. So if you are if you are in that this ease unhappy, it's because the goal is not complete. And I say go back to the goal. The goal is here. You if you can't see it here, you can't bring you can't imagine it here till it's fullest, till it's complete. Most people get upset in this dimension, in this world, because they haven't complete this up here first. So I always ask, I remember me and you having a conversation, Joe, and I said, have you, have you completed, have you completed the ideal? If you haven't, go back. You got plenty to do then. You got more work in here to do. Complete it in here. Or did you get frustrated and stop? So that's why I always talk about the blueprint. What's the blueprint? You got to have a blueprint in this world. You, everything you see around you came from a blueprint, from someone's mind first before it came in this dimension. We are all creators. This is not an invention that 
It's not just not the universe made me and said, okay, I'm only going to make only 5% of y'all creators. No, everyone is a creator. Everyone can create. Everyone's here to, to provide something to the universe. There's a purpose. How can I prove that? I'm going to tell you how I can prove that. And, and nobody says they haven't experienced it. And growing up, everyone have experienced something that they either saw or wanted to see in their head by looking at them and saying, oh, I could create something better. Oh, I can make that do this better. And they didn't. And you may have been just doing that imagination as a child. Later in life, you see that object. Right there in your face. And you said, I thought of something like that. I thought of that. Right. But you just didn't move on it fast enough. And that and that sent to someone else and someone else got it. But the point is, is that everyone has this ability. But here's the problem. The problem is because we have cell phones. We always on the cell phone. First thing we do, we won't we wake up and go to TikTok and all these other videos and shit. All these things are distractions from your goal. If you take away all of this looking at crap and it ain't providing for your goal, you need to put it down. If you're spending your time on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and what you're looking at is not consistent with your goals, you're being distracted. And that leaves you unaccomplished over and over and over again. Now you're wondering why you're depressed. Now you're wondering why, why you're unachievable. You're wondering what is your real purpose because you haven't made it a purpose to find your purpose. We got so many distractions out here now. And that's the purpose of the distraction is to keep you distracted because here's the thing. If you don't have a purpose, a driven purpose, then guess what? You will find yourself working for someone for the rest of your life who does have a purpose. You see what I'm saying? Because you ain't got one. Someone else will use you to complete their purpose. So you're either going to do two things. Either you're going to have your own purpose and be driven by it, or you're going to be serving someone else's purpose who's driven by their purpose, and that's the problem. Hey, so he just, Joe, <laughs> Go ahead. You, you notice the, uh, the billionaires that I talked about earlier, they may not have graduated college, may not have gone to college, even high school, but their employees are college educated, you know? So the person with the purpose, he can hire people that have those limitations and that's all they're gonna do is be an employee for the rest of their lives. You know, they've got the college degrees and he hires them, but they're, they're making him rich. Right. It is it okay for people to just be employees their whole life? Is I mean, hey, I say, sure. a great question. I say this, listen, if you can't write your goals down and begin to have a purpose, that's okay. That means you just like most of the people. And those of us who do have goals, we need you. Exactly. <laughs> so that's okay. That's perfectly exactly. fine. That's how the world turns. There's certain people going to get it, and there are certain people not going to get it. And you should be okay right. with that. I'm perfectly fine with that if you don't get it. Because it, it's not meant for everyone if that's the case. Some of us are easily distracted for many reasons. But here's what I say. I don't. I learned not to blame no one else outside of myself for my issues. Mm. In other words, we talked about racism racism is a distraction 
And if racism, if whatever you engage in into the subject of something that is racism, you have to ask yourself one question. Is it providing for you? Is it helping you feed your family? Is it reaching your goal? Because if it is, then somehow you're getting paid off racism. And you see how it looks now? Or you're wasting your time with it. You, you, so you're saying that racism is a, a distraction? Yes. So are you saying that it's not real? What I'm saying is, is this, is that when you look at your individual life as an individual, not as collective, forget the collective, you black, I'm black, you this, I'm that. Look at your individual life and then you have to determine and ask yourself, am I being hindered because of the color of my skin? If you believe that, then your life is set behind something you can't change. This is why some people are trying to bleach this because they're so confused. If you look at someone who disliked you or didn't hire you because of this, you don't see it as racism. The best way to see it as a mental illness, if you're going to see it that way. But don't assume just because you didn't get the job, it was because of this. You should first assume maybe I'm not educated enough. Maybe I didn't speak well enough. Maybe my pants was hanging too. Maybe I walked in the office smelling like weed. You got to look at something that you can elevate from. You see, if I was to walk away from an office thinking he didn't hire me, if I was to think that it's because of the color of my skin, guess what? I can't improve that. So I'm the same person. But if I figured out that he didn't hire me because, oh, I don't have a degree, I can fix that. If, he, if I figured out that he didn't hire me because I didn't speak, I can fix those things. I can't fix this. So why would I go to assume it's this first in my head? That's the, that's the programming that we have. So then we think we didn't get this or didn't get that because we're black or we're brown or whatever. You're hindered. That means you go no further, you stop. But if you believe right. that the universe has access to everything you want in life, then you don't see racism. You don't see the blockage out there in front of you. I'm sorry, I don't see it. It's not in front of me. I do business with people in China. I do business with, with, with uh, people in Africa. I do business with people in India. I do business with Indians and, and Chinese and Africans here and overseas. I don't see no one saying, hey, I'm not dealing with yo, you're the blacker. I don't like a blacker people. I don't get that. I see people serving me with, with an abundance of wanting to see that whatever it is I envision, they're helping me bring it into this existence. I'm learning how to use that power. I'm not sitting around saying, I, I, there's another company. If this company don't want to deal with me, guess what? There's another company over here that will deal with me. They'll make my products for me. And that's how you look at it. I don't see the blockage. People use racism as a limitation. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, sure, there's racism, but don't let it be a limitation in your life. Correct. So, you know, when we look at this, we're talking about the 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 95 percent. All right. So we've established that ultimately it's all about the limitations that they have in their in their mind why most people don't go on to achieve their uh greatest self uh here on earth before they die right um i guess that's what it boils down to for those people who look and say i want to achieve my greatest self i want to uh be the best that i can be then Let's 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 give them a 
uh, a step one, two, three that that people could could follow or, or speak Here's to. Step one. <laughs> what Here's would step it be? one, Joe. Step one is whatever you're thinking, think bigger. Whatever you're thinking, think bigger. And I'll tell you why. If you really want the universe to enhance and multiply what you're doing, you really want the help of the universe, then you have to think bigger. If I have a desire to build a computer for myself, okay, that's a desire. What if I had a desire to create a software that would influence the world? Bill Gates thought bigger. And I'm not saying whether Bill Gates is a good man, a bad man, whatever, but he thought bigger and he was rewarded accordingly. His software influenced the world. So whatever you're thinking, think bigger. Gotcha. What, what would you think a, uh, a, a number two uh, might be, John? Uh, well, my number one is know your value. Okay. You All have right. to know your value. You don't know your value. You're just wondering. You have to know what's your value. That means that you have to look inside yourself and understand your qualities. Can you talk? Can you walk? Can you move your fingers? All these things are wealth. Can you think? Can you read? Can you learn? These things are wealthy. Know your value. You don't know your value, then what the fuck? You have to know what your value is to know what your worth in this dimension, in this society. You have to look at yourself like this. I don't see wealth as things. I don't see that as wealth. Those things I just collect. Wealth is actually here and my health, how my gut communicates with my brain, my brain communicates with my gut, my cells are moving and vibrating, um, and my thoughts are in the proper way. I did a thing about, I did a, I did a lecture uh, about peptides neurotransmitters, and it talks about, what I'm talking about is, you have, a, you, 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 you have trillion cells in your body, over a trillion cells in your body. You lose a billion of cells about every minute. Every billion, every minute you lose a billion cells, but guess what? Every minute you gain a billion cells or a billion and a half, whether you're eating, breathing. And guess what? Those cells don't know what you're thinking until they enter your body. So if you're happy, those new cells are happy cells. Hey, we love this place. It's happy. If you are sad, guess what? Those, those cells come in your body and they sad. So if you are sad for 20 minutes, you got 20 billion cells that are sad. If you're happy for 20 minutes, you got happy 20 billion cells. Now, guess what those cells are? Those cells are called membranes. And they launch inside your body in your muscles and stuff. That's why when we start thinking something, we become tense. Because you are waking up those membranes, right? And so if you don't know your value, if you don't know how these things function, how your body functions, knowing how to eat, what to eat, knowing when to eat, knowing how to put food combinations together to understand the gut and the brain, you don't know your value. If you're eating crappy food, you don't know your value. If you're eating food that is not giving you nutrition, you don't know your value. You have to first know your value before you can move forward in anything. Number one, know your value. If you don't know your value, that makes other people can use you for your for their purpose because you don't know your value. You know your value. Be like, no, nah, I ain't working for that. Now nah, you got to give me more money for that. You'll know. You'll know what you want in life. If you know your value, you have to know your value. Awesome. Awesome. 
So when we when we look at knowing our value, uh, we've got knowing our value and think bigger as uh, as as you guys number one. That's that's uh, the thing, actually, because if yeah. you know your value, you are thinking big. If you don't know your value, then you're thinking low. So like he said, you elevate yourself by improving who you think you are and who you think you are is your value. Bring it up. Bring it to another level. Can you improve who you think? Look in the mirror and say, can I be better than I was yesterday? That's break. That's breaking your value up. Can you achieve more? Can I do more work? Can I add more to it? That's knowing your value. And let me add something to that, Joe. I, I was talking to Josiah. Uh, yesterday and um, your brother, there he is, Josiah Tapper, and he was talking about inner laughter and what John was saying, talking about those cells that our body, the billion cells that we constantly get, the, those cells are just potential. They're not one way or another, positive, negative, good, bad. They're just potential. So he was talking about this inner laughter, just having this inner laughter, then those cells will be influenced by that inner laughter and the happiness. And so you create your own happiness. And if you create that happiness, that can improve your self-esteem. And what John was saying, know your value. You set your self-esteem. You create your self-esteem. Unfortunately, the 95% their esteem is set for them by what people have told them about themselves. So because they don't have a high school diploma, they undervalue themselves. But John brought out a good point. Do your fingers work? Do your eyes work? Do your feet? Can you walk? Can you talk? Can you breathe? These things are the same things that somebody with a PhD have. So think about that. You have the same thing that someone with a PhD has. You have value. You have the same value. Now, because they have those limitations, their esteem is set low. And I learned this when I was in the Air Force. We, this was a long time ago, the F-4 Phantom Jet. It was high tech to me back then. Now they're up to what, F-35, F-36. But the F-4 Phantom Jet was, was high tech. And we sold some of those to Israel. And the Israeli pilots were doing things with these jets that they were not designed to do. They were doing 90 degree turns and all kind of maneuvers in the sky. And we sent a delegation over there to find out what, what manipulation they did to those planes to make them do what they did. And we found that they didn't do any modifications, just minimal modifications, but nothing to make the planes do what they did. What we did find is that their pilots, their feet literally never touched the ground. They walked on red carpet wherever they went. They were treated like royalty. So what happened is they built their self-esteem so high, they performed at that level. We perform at the level of our self-esteem. No higher. We perform at the level of our self-esteem. So if you want to perform higher, increase your level, your self-esteem. In other words, think more of yourself. Realize that you are more valuable than you think you are. Increase your self-esteem. Talk to yourself. Do that self-talk. Build yourself up and you'll perform at your level of self-esteem. Interesting, interesting. So 
people in this day and age, they need to know their value. All right. They need to think bigger. They need to know their value. Um, secondly, if you gave a number two, what would be your your number two uh, pops? I would say something John brought out earlier. Write, write it down. It's important to write down what your dream is, what you imagine. And keep it to yourself because years ago, I came up with the idea of, I, I, told, I told my brother, I said, you know, I have an idea for how we can create a map on the computer and put a direction in there and let the computer tell you how to get there. And this was bizarre. <laughs> and I talked to my brother in California who's heavily into computers and he gave me all the reasons why it wouldn't work. About two years later, somebody came out with the idea of TomTom, Tom, which is the predecessor of our geo tracking now. And it was the size of a CRT. You know, back then we had CRT computers. So this was years ago. And it was $1,500, but it was a big computer, not little tracking device we have on our phone. But that, that was the same idea that I had. And I let somebody else tell me the reasons why it wouldn't work. So somebody without those limitations brought that idea to fruition. So I would say second step is write down your dreams and be careful who you share it with. You need to share it with somebody, but they have to be empathetic and in you know, alignment with your dreams because they may have the answer that you need. If I had known, it was only available to the military at the time, geo-tracking satellites and all that, but that's what makes you know, our tracking available now on our cell phones. But write it down, write down your dream, and don't let anybody dispel that dream. Write it down, and the reason that you need to write it down is we're affected by our five gates, our five senses, touch, sight, smell, taste hearing and you need to bring it through all of those gates you write it down you read it you hear yourself read it you visualize yourself having it already all of your senses get involved and then you let your emotions and i like to use this emotion the stronger the emotion the more effective that dream is in your life what makes that that dream so powerful, so strong is your emotion. We are emotional beings. So use the strongest emotion that you can conjure up when you're visualizing this dream into reality. And I use climax. That's the most powerful emotion I can think of. If I'm sorry if you're a monk and you've never experienced that, but I take that dream to that level yes you know that's a strong emotion and when you when you combine your dream your idea with a strong emotion it becomes emboldened in you and it becomes powerful so i would say john will come up with his but i will say the number two is to write it down and make that thing real 
So, so know your value. Think bigger. Uh, know your value and write it down. What would you think a, a number two for you would be, John? Yeah, writing it down is very important. <clears throat> if you know your purpose and you know what you what you want in life, you know whatever it is you want, um, whatever it is you want to strive for, you should you should wake up every day and have a purpose that you can work toward. It is a part of having what is called a habit of success. Okay, so so most people, the high performance people, I like to use the word, the go getters, they have they have goals. That every day they work towards their certain goal, no matter what. And so I don't care if it's just a little time. If you're a writer, write a little bit every day. If you whatever it is you do, go towards doing it a little bit every day. It improves your self-esteem. It will make you feel better about yourself by going after your goals. Now, once you figure your goals out, you don't know your goals, then your job is to figure your goals out. Once you know your goals, write them down so you can actually see it. One of the great ways to manifest something is writing it down, actually writing down what it is that you want as though you already have it, okay? That right there, and I like this. I take and I, write, I may write something down that something I want to achieve. <clears throat> and it's one goal that actually will advance all my other goals. You, you usually will just have one goal, but you may have many thoughts that you want to do, but pick one goal that can answer the other goal, <clears throat> right? Take that goal and write it down, whether it is you want to you wanna have a certain weight, whether it is you want a certain amount of money every month, or whether it is you want a house, Complete it what you look at what it looks like in your head. Every night, write it down. Write it on a piece of paper. Just in three sentences, the top things that you want to see. Now, me personally, I set it down on the side of my table. And of course, I always have a glass of water. Right. And so I set I would set those words, write it down, and I would set it on, I would set my water on top of it. Now, usually I have something covering my water just in case a bug gets in. I wake up the next morning. First thing I do is drink my water. I drink that particular water that was setting on those words. Right. And so and so I allow my thoughts to proceed in what my day is going to be, what direction I'm going. in. What do I want to achieve every morning? I wake up with that achievement. See, so this keeps you in the bliss of happiness because I'm going after what my goal. So you got to have goals. It will create happiness. It will remove the depression. It will remove the I'm lack. I don't have. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm weak. It will remove all of that. But if you wake up with no thought of what your goals are, of trying to achieve that goal, one step towards, I don't care what it is your goal is, you can do something to work towards that goal. And mind you, if that goal is is very prominent in your brain. You can't help but move towards it and find something. And guess what? The universe will aid you and bring people or things into your life that will help you achieve that, that goal. But if you don't have a goal, again, you do not have a goal. You wake up with ever, whatever energy is going to attract you. And then you find yourself being bothered down with someone else's shit or their energy marching in the street, um, getting involved in stuff that ain't achieving your goal or they ain't pushing you towards your goal. So 
what I'm saying is, is that there are people out here that I like to look at myself and I, I've been around people who are good achievers. You, you know, when I am, when I am around certain people, I notice the conversations are not about what is on the Somebody's, most. Somebody calling. It's not about what they're talking about in the news or what's happening. They're actually talking about inventing, creating. And I notice these conversations, these people here are a little bit different. And that's when I began to learn it was a mindset. Based on that, I began to realize the, the whole goal. Wait a minute. And so, okay. you know, when you sit back and you, and so, and you think and so about that, basically understanding right. that you have to have your purpose, you have to know uh -huh. what it is and you have to write it down and visualize it in order to you to have the energy to go after it. So, so that's the major part about writing it down is, is there's some type of, uh, it, it almost seems like there's some, am type I losing of sound? I can't hear no, you. Can you. We um, can hear you. We yeah, can we hear, can you, hear fine, you fine, John. But uh, we both can hear you. I can't hear you. If we can hear you. You might have to, uh, you know what? Uh, see if you can back out. Here. Wait a minute. Maybe my stuff. Yeah, I was going to say back out and, and, and jump oh, back boy. in there. Let's see. Shit. But. Uh, uh, yeah, when you when you look at he'll 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 jump back in here uh here in a second but i mean when you look at is, is there some type of synergistic um relationship between uh your thoughts and pen and paper you know i i almost look i almost think about it as you know when writing goes down not not just even digitally you know a lot of people keep notes on their phones and stuff like that but right. I, I almost feel like there's something synergistic with writing your goals down on paper, uh, almost as if it's magical, you know, paper comes from trees and trees <laughs> attached to the land and the universe. I mean, is, is there something there with that relationship? I, I believe there is. And I learned something powerful from Joshua this past week. And he told me what he does, he writes his goals down, but he's left-handed. So he writes them down with his right hand and he keeps doing it until he can write it legibly and perfect. And what does that do? He said, it's a struggle because he has to work hard at trying to write it to where it's legible. So look at all the focus, all the energy he's putting into writing that thing down with his other hand it'd be easy to write it with his left hand, but he's left-handed, so he writes it with his right hand. And he's, he says it, it's an it's a effort. It's a major effort to do that. So all that work in writing the goal, he's thinking about it. He's putting energy into it. And, you know, that's a good thing. And I'm going to start doing what John said, writing it down, putting a glass of water on it. I was looking up, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sure you know John, Dr. Emotu or something like that, where he did that experiment with water. Have you heard about that? Where he took words, for example, he put the word love, taped it to a jar of water, 
and then uh, froze it and examined the crystals, the water crystals under microscope, and it created beautiful snowflake-like images. Mm -hmm. And then he put other words like fear, phrases like I hate you, things like that on there, and did the same thing when he froze it. The crystals, they were obscure, they were ugly, things like that. So just that word taped to that jar of water created, had an effect. And then we're water, our body, you know, around 70, 75% water. So that same thing, putting the words and then putting his, his, his dream on paper and putting that glass of water on top of it and then drink it in the morning, man, I'm starting that tomorrow morning. I'm putting that into effect because there's some power there. You know, we, we, we come across so many different things. And, uh, you know, John said that before. And now I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I remember the last time That's he awesome. said it. So I, I don't wrote it down this time so uh, <laughs> I can remember. Uh, John, can you hear us okay? Yeah, I hear you great. All right, good, good, good. Um, man, that's amazing. Just change the composition of the water. So our words have power, literally. Uh, they create different energies and different vibrations um, uh, are created based on the type of words being used. So what you speak is so important. Um, and, and, and right now when we look at it, We've got, uh, you know, know your know your value, and and write it down. Um, if you guys could think of uh, just a number three, that would um, would make sense to fit in there. What would be your number three, John? Uh, well, you know, the goal set. I think, um, you know, you should have a routine. Everyone should have a routine. First, start in the morning. Uh, you know, whether it is breathing exercise, uh, like I wake up with this glass of water, I drink, I drink the half a glass of water and it starts to activate my digestive system. So, so I don't eat until I'm hungry. I don't eat just because I got to hurry and eat because I got to get to work. We eat on clock time. We don't eat on body time, right? We need to learn how to eat on body time. Wake up a little early. What's wrong with that? What's, wake up six, five o'clock in the morning. What's wrong with that? Wake up early enough. Drink your water and wait till your body say, hey, I'm hungry. Right. Get a, yeah. get some exercise in. Get some breathing in. Breathing is very, very important for the mindset. Here's why. Oxygen is the number one agent to life. Not food, not water. Oxygen. You can go some days without food. You can go some days without water. But you can't go days without oxygen. Hmm. Oxygen is the number one agent. So wake up and have some oxygen, fresh oxygen. Breathe through your nose. Learn a breathing exercise. We do a thing called Qigong that I practice every morning by breathing through my nose and out my mouth. Breathe in positivity, breathe out negativity. That's how the thought process is, right? So help, wake up in the morning and have an agenda for your morning that you can wake up to. Eat a certain breakfast, wake up to breathing, wake up to exercising before you start your day. Right. And then and then as your day start, it's going to be start based upon how you woke up and what's on your mind when you woke up. What's your goals? What is you trying to achieve? 
those things play a role. So you should have an agenda. And, and let me tell you this about wealthy people, people who are consistent in winning. They have a discipline about themselves. They wake up at a certain time in the morning and they complete their whole day and then they go to bed at a certain time, right? So they have a regimen. They just don't wake up and just be up and whoever calls, they pull and go here, go there. No, they all have an agenda. When you start to um, move a lot of wealth or you begin to have things going on, your values difference. You don't allow no one to pull you away from your value very easily. You stay focused on what you're trying to achieve. Not only do I own a business, but I'm also an author and doing other stuff. But but I don't allow people to pull me from my agenda. I wait and I see somebody. Sometimes I see a phone call. I may not answer it because it may pull me from my agenda. I wait until I have a complete nothing to do at that moment before I return calls. Why is that? And I don't answer calls in the morning and I don't answer texts in the morning. Why is that? Because I don't want nothing to interfere with where my thoughts are going to go. And so you have to have some discipline. I don't have a TV in my home. Uh, I don't wake up to YouTube and and things like that. So, so you have to have a discipline in order to be a high achiever. Now, you, you have those who are extraordinary. Then you got those who are ordinary, mediocrity, mediocre. Right. So you want to be if you want to be extraordinary, you got to do some extraordinary things. Get up five in the morning. What's wrong with you? Why you got to sleep to eight? Don't make any sense. The sun is up. Birds are out. Squirrels are out getting their nuts and hiding in and putting it away for the winter. What are you doing? Sleeping. Well, no wonder you are unachiever. You sleep in most of your day. And what you're going to get out of that? Just a dream. Life is about activity and getting shit done. So we got to have a different mindset. We got to we got to know our value. We got to learn and, and figure out our purpose and then drive, give the have the drive to go after. Because once you find your purpose, it creates fuel, drives you to get that done. And you got to have the reason for your purpose. Take care of your kids. Take care of your mom. Once you have those reasons, it's fuel for your purpose and you go after it and you don't let nothing stop you. You don't let nothing cause you depression. You don't let nothing hinder. You don't let nobody distract you. Number one, let no one, I don't care if it's a wife or a child or your child, you don't let no one distract you from your purpose. That's very important. And we got vices in our lives that will distract us from our purpose. And we need, we need to learn how to cut those vices off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is uh, interesting. Uh, my, my brother, he says, study the ant. And uh, you speak about that one a lot. Right, John? Yeah, exactly. The ant is very important to, between the ant and the grasshopper. The grasshopper just goes around and eat up everything. The ant, he's building his home in the ground and saving up for the winter. The grasshopper dies because he's in starvation when winter comes. <laughs> but the ant, he's still alive because he done dug a hole and put all his food down there. So, yeah, study the ants. The ant is definitely an attribute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people can, may have trouble finding their purpose. Now, I hear that a lot. Yeah. And they let it frustrate them. They get frustrated. I would add, just ask yourself why, when you have a dream or a goal, ask yourself, why do you want that? Hmm. And that'll help you dig deeper. For example, I 
had a certain weight in mind that I wanted to get to. And I was struggling to get to that weight. I was working out, I was doing everything. Then I asked myself why. And you know what? The reason I wanted to get to that weight is I wanted to be able to wear a golf shirt and not have my stomach poke out. <laughs> that was it. And the so what was happening is I was approaching my goal weight, but as I worked out, I built more muscle, I would gain weight. And that was frustrating. And I'm like, wait a minute, my goal is to fit in the golf shirt without my stomach poking out. And now I'm flat. So I reached my goal. That's and and the weight is immaterial. It was just that. So ask yourself why, when you have a dream, ask yourself why, and try to lean towards bigger than smaller. In other words, try to think of something that will help multiple people. Let's say you have an that's idea. Right. You want to create something that's going to uh, help people with six fingers on their left hand. That's a, that's a grand idea. Maybe one person on earth is going to be benefited by that. But let, let's say you have another idea that you want to help people enjoy the oxygen that they breathe. The universe wants that. The universe wants everybody to do that. So that's something that the universe will really get behind you on. So think bigger. When you have these dreams, try to find the, the multiplier of that dream because the creative mind in you is just a multiplier. That's it. Anything that you, you feed it, it will multiply. And so you really have to be careful what you think and what you say, because what you say can create an image. The creative subconscious doesn't care whether it's good, bad, positive, negative. It's just going to multiply it. Whatever you place in there, whatever image you put in your mind, it's going to multiply. You say, you know what? I'm sick of these folks. Sick. Sick is something that it can multiply. It's going to look at it and say, okay, I am sick. And it's going to multiply that. So be careful what images you allow to come into your mind. And those images come from everywhere. They come from what we hear, all of our five gates, what we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we taste, what we feel, all of these things create these images in our mind. And so you have to be careful. You cut the news on first thing in the morning, uh-uh, don't do that because that's somebody else's reality. Create your own reality first thing in the morning, like John, what I'm gonna start doing get that glass of water, drink that water and, and let your reality soak into you. Amazing. You mind. So, you know, it, it's funny. I, I kind of chuckle when you say that, you know, our mind is a, a multiplier uh, because I've also heard you say that about women as well, that women are multipliers. So uh, it, it, it almost sounds like you got to be careful with what you say there too, uh, or else you go going to get <laughs> uh triple uh, more of that so uh <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just a funny thought that came to mind when you said that so you know I, and, and i kind of feel like that you know could be um a, a part of this list as well um when when you talk about that what about the people out here you know who might look at this and they'll say you know i i've i've heard these people talk you know all the time people talk about mindset and this that you know i wake up every day and i go to work and i come home and you know i have things and 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 i'm i'm living a decent life here 
you know, uh, I, I don't think about uh, having another uh, business or anything like that because, you know, I'm making good money where I'm at and I'm doing all right in life. What, you know, I mean, what about that person? You know, they're not trying nothing to- wrong with that. You know, we talked about it earlier. The goal in life is happiness. So whatever you're happy doing, do it. John talked about earlier, the, the, there's go-getters. And if you're a go-getter and you want more, well, go for more. But if you're happy with what you're doing, you've achieved your goal. Your goal you of go. happiness. That's, That's right. That's right. See, you see, you see, the thing about it is, it's, like you said, it's, it's, it's about being happy. And life, if you look around you, even if you look at springtime, um, you see newness, creativeness, creative. So, so actually your life is about creativity. It's about create. And so those who are maybe high driven, extraordinary people, these people are the ones you will see building the high rises, creating new stuff that's not here, whether it is whether it is like uh, your boy um, Elon Musk creating Tesla, high achieving. They don't settle for what is. They're always trying to make something better. They're always looking for the next vice, the next big thing, the next big something. Then you got those who just they are just what I would like to call ordinary, uh, mediocre. You may work an eight-hour job. You may make good salary. You are happy. You're perfectly fine. Nothing's wrong with that either, <laughs> okay? So that's perfect. The question is, are you happy? You can't take a person who's a high achiever, driven, and give him an eight-hour job. He's depressed. It won't work for him. Yeah. But you can give that if you try to put someone who's an who's an ordinary person that's not a high achiever in a high achieving job. Oh, no, they'll quit. No, I can't do all of that. No, I ain't trying to get up no five o'clock in the mornings and think of something and 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 create it. No. So so you go back to your regular job. You see how it works? But that's perfectly fine. Don't try to drag no one from there over here. If they don't belong here, mm -mm. you can only attract those who are willing to learn and want to be a high achiever. But don't but also don't take a high achiever. And here's why. You know why companies won't hire you and they'll say you overeducated, you overqualified. Let me tell you what that means. Mm -hmm. What that means is if they see that you have all these degrees and this and that, what they're what, they're, what you're telling them, I ain't going to stay here long. <laughs> I ain't going to be working for you long, boss, because they see achievement. They see somebody that's a high achiever and they want somebody to stay with the company. So they won't hire you. Uh, you got more degrees than the person that's going to hire you. Uh, uh, he can't because you ain't going to stay long. I remember when um, when I first started my business, I opened up a uh, a store in, in, the, in the mall, Jefferson Mall here. And my wholesale business was collapsing at the same time. I'm trying to run two businesses, right? And so literally, I collapsed and shut down the business in the mall and tried to revamp 
my wholesale business, which almost collapsed trying to feed that business. Mm. And I remember seeking a job uh, for a salesperson for this company. Um, and I remember they asked, well, what you been doing the last five years? You ain't been working. I said, well, I'm self, I've been self-employed and I've been running my own company. They said, uh, if you, and this was a psychology question. If you had a chance to do it again, would you do it? And I thought, damn, if I say no, I sound like this. No, sir, boss. I don't want to ever be out there alone again with my own business. <laughs> or, and that's the one he wants to hire. Or if I was to say, yes, I would do it again. He's the one he don't want to hire. So I said, when I thought about it, I said, yes. I would do it again. And I knew I wasn't going to get the job. But guess what? <laughs> I ended up starting my business and revamping it, right? So it wasn't meant for me to have the job because I'm a high achiever. I cannot settle for your eight hours work of my value because I have a high value of myself. I view myself on a different level. And so I walk that way. I act that way. That's just who I am. So I didn't get the job because I wasn't going to cower down just to work for someone knowing that I'm a high achiever and that ain't what he wants. He don't want a person that's a high achiever. That's a self thinker. He wants somebody to do what he tell you to do, be there on time and get the work done. That's all he wants. So Let that's me, why you are heard the words. Oh, you overqualified. <laughs> that means you ain't going to stay there long. It means you have goals. Let me interject this john what makes a person unhappy is when there's a disconnect between the image they have of themselves and what they're living you have someone we'll use john as an example his image of himself was a business owner and he's trying to fit in an employee position there's a disconnect there correct it's going to be unhappiness Happiness comes from when the image of yourself equals where you Correct. are, your environment. Mm -hmm. That's and right. So what we're talking to is people that are unhappy because people that are unhappy, there's a disconnect. They're not where they want to be. But the people that are happy, that image of themselves equals where they are. That's totally fine. Don't be don't let us dictate to you that you should be more or be anything different than what you are you're happy you've reached the image of yourself we're talking to people that are unhappy and let mm. you know that the reason you're unhappy is because your image is bigger than what you're doing right now and we want to help you to fulfill that image because your creative subconscious is going to create whatever that image is don't fight against it. Many of us will do that. We'll fight against it by doing what we're told and what we hear and all of that. Dream. Let that image be fulfilled. And I would give the third step, let's throw this in there, is expect failure. You have to expect failure because failure is the first part of success. You have to go through failure to reach success. And people that are afraid of failure, they get, they get paralyzed. They get, you know, analysis paralysis because they want to come up with a perfect plan and avoid failure. No, I say head straight for failure because you know what, if you head for failure and you fail, you've just achieved something. You succeeded. Right. 
So <laughs> I would rather attempt to do something badly and do it than trying to come up with a perfect plan and never do something. Because if I do something badly, let's say I write a book and I write it badly, I can go back and improve it. I've got something that I've done, a product that I've created. I can go back and improve it. But if I sit there and, and all my life trying to figure out how to write the bestseller, it may never get done. So expect failure. Whatever you do, expect failure and embrace it when it comes. So, you know, it's interesting when you were talking about self-image, because the first thought that came to mind was uh, plastic surgery. And I recently heard a, a story um, I think I was looking, uh, listening to maybe John Maxwell, Seven Keys to Success or something like that. But um, one of the things they were talking about is plastic uh, surgery patients. After the plastic surgery has been done, they don't truly recognize themselves. They're not always happy with what they see. Why? Because they still have the self image of what they look like before the fact. So even though a plastic surgeon may sit there and point out all this change that has been made and happened, they may only see a slight change. But that explains why you have uh, people like uh, Michael Jackson that went and 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 I mean, he was a handsome brother uh, before the fact. And then he just he was unhappy and kept going and kept going until finally he looked like the big kitty cat that he had inside of his head, I guess, you know, because that's what a lot well, of you know, plastic surgery patients end up looking like. <laughs> Joe, that's a good example of people letting other people dictate an image to them. I was told that I heard that his dad always talked about his big nose when he was a kid, called him names about his big nose, you know, your big nose and all this stuff. So there was an image created. His nose was a problem. It was bad. And what did he do? He spent his life working on that nose until it just di disappeared. But don't let other people dictate that. And the same thing with, you know, patients of plastic surgery. And that's why diets fail most of the time is because that image never changed. They'll lose weight, but inside they still have an image of a fat person. Correct. Ne <laughs> yeah. Never change that image. And what what did I say about the creative subconscious? It's going to create whatever that image is. So what it does, it looks at our, using our five senses, looks at our reality, and it sees when you get on the scale and you're 110 pounds, but there's an image of a 190-pound person there. Our creative subconscious says, wait a minute, there's a disconnect here. It only creates the image that you hold in your mind. So all of a sudden, we fall off the bandwagon. We we stop eating vegetables and start eating junk. We get desires, we crave junk and all that stuff. And we get back to 190 pounds and the creative subconscious says, ah, now we're at rest because the image equals our reality. It's That's got right. To <laughs> got to be the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the term now. I think body uh, dysmorphia. Uh, is, uh, is, sounds horrific. Yeah. Um, you know, as we look at a lot of this, then, you know, we see so much uh, in in the mind. You know, there's there's people that have said, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you eat. Uh, you got to die of something. Does health play a part in this mindset shift or this mindset 
uh, of, of, of doing better, being better? Does, does how you eat, what you eat, does that play a part? Well, absolutely. Before John gets into that, because John is the authority on that, I want to say one thing. And that is, if you have an image of a healthy person, and I tell people, don't worry about dieting, trying to lose weight, just create an image of what you want to be, a, you know, a healthy person. And what you'll find is that you'll lose desires for unhealthy things, and you'll start desiring healthy foods you'll start craving healthy foods you'll enjoy healthy foods things like that so it 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 kind of is it follows that image because our, our creative subconscious will will lead lead us by desires because i said earlier we're led by desires it will create desires for healthy things and then you will you know live that image out now, go ahead john i'm sorry yeah exactly what you said um uh if 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 you know let me tell you i give you an example your tomorrow your your tomorrow shouldn't see yourself as your today so in other words who are you tomorrow so image yourself what do you want to be how do you want to look what's your weight so what is that image in your head like i said completed in your head how do you see yourself tomorrow do you see yourself thinner stronger more muscular don't see yourself as who you are now in the future because that's what guess what you're going to produce <laughs> you're now in the future see yourself something different than who you are now see what you want to accomplish in your dreams and make a movie of yourself make you the star of the movie and image yourself the size how you want to look how you want to behave uh how you want to be and like joe said that image will drive everything in your present life to make sure it happened. Like you said, if you see yourself as a as a person who's fat and overweight and you start visualizing yourself as the ideal weight you want to be, the universe will make sure things come into your path to make it. You may meet a person that knows about dieting. You may you may be sitting around talking to a person. The person says, hey, I, I use this. I use vinegar, apple cider vinegar and lost weight. Be like, oh, really? You'll start hearing stuff that will aid you in what your goals are. So so that's that's, that's extremely important um, to their image. And, and let's talk about food. Um, food is extremely important to mindset mm. because you need energy. And if you're eating foods that make you tired and sleepy, you ate dead food. You didn't eat no live food. It means you overcooked it. It means you just ate a lot of bread, a lot of unnecessary grains, and it made you sleepy, tired. And that's not an achiever. When you look at high-performance cars, think about this. High-performance cars are those, those BMWs that go from 70 from one to 70 and 80 and under seconds you got to put high performance gas in there you got to put high octane in there you got to really put great tires and stuff on a high performance car you can't just go put regular you can't put regular in a high performance car you'll screw that car up you know that right so just the same as the body you can't put regular <laughs> if you want to perform 
You got to put high octane food in your body. You got to put food in your body to give you energy and increase your brain. There are herbs out here where it's ginkgo, um, cilantro, parsley. Um, uh, these things remove mercury and stuff out your brain and help you to have a higher process in thought. Uh, ginseng, right? These things, these herbs and things will help you have ideals and go after them because it gives you energy. If you ain't got energy and you're tired, guess what? You ain't achieving nothing. I just want to go lay down. I'm tired. It's the food you eat. So food play a great role because the gut communicates with the brain. And let me give you how, let me give you a little interesting point here. And we talked about this a lot. When you're, when we're talking about the pioneer gland, which is called the seat of consciousness for most. It is a gland, and the reason why they call it a gland because it secretes out a chemical out of your brain, but it only does it during hours of sleep. And it does it between midnight to four in the morning. Now, this chemical that is released out of your brain is called neuromelanin, and it repairs all the cells in your brain and throughout your body. In the middle of the night, it secretes out of the pineal gland and goes down the cerebral spinal cord and goes out to all the nerves of your body to repair it. But listen to this. When the sun hits dawn and you step outside and allow the sunlight, natural sunlight, to hit your eyes, guess what it does? In the gut, that chemical that came out the brain is converted in the gut to serotonin. Hmm. It sends it back up to the brain. Now you got that thought pattern. You got you, you are thinking better, you're feeling live, you're more creative, you want to get things done. If you do not have that in the mornings. That's because you overslept, you didn't sleep properly, you didn't eat the right foods to produce the chemical in the brain at night. So when you wake up and that sunlight hits your eyes, have you ever felt that creative thought, I want to challenge the whole day? That's serotonin. You can buy it off a shelf for people who are not producing it. And there are certain people that does not produce serotonin. So you can go buy the, the synthetic brand in the stores. But it is a chemical that opens your mind to the thought process. And how is that important? When the sun sets, the same chemical that is serotonin now converts into melatonin. Now it winds you down and get you prepared for sleep. So the foods you eat play a great role in producing neuromelanin in the brain. Sleep plays a role in producing it. And waking up early, not allowing yourself to wake up and go back to sleep. You ever woke up in the morning and went back to sleep and it was hard for you to wake back up? <laughs> That's because you missed the clock. You missed that opportunity because it's only a little window you missed it. And now you got to go through the rest of your day, fog-minded, weak, not really thinking process, all tired because you miss it. And here's the thing about life. You mentioned about 
people saying, well, you got to die of something. That's a low vibration person. Here's the thing about life. Every day. You are walking towards your death. Every minute you are walking towards that means that your body's on a clock, a borrowing clock. You're borrowing time with your body right now. Right now, you got cells are dying that will not come back to life as you age. So you're walking towards your death. The question is, what are you doing to enhance every bit of that life? What are you doing to expand that life cycle? So in other words, if you are scheduled to die at 60 because your father died and your mama died and everybody died the way they eat, can you change that clock? And make that clock 70 or 80 by changing your diet? Sure you can. We have proved that before. So, yes, plan eating certain foods, eating right, eating nutritious food plays a great role in mindset and how you think. Just the same as eating dead food and you're tired and want to go to sleep. You don't want to create nothing. That's John, of that reason. John, one thing people say, I hear this a lot, is, no, this disease runs in my family. It's not the disease that runs in your family. It's the eating habits that you were trained to eat and that you've been eating all your life. And now you've got the same disease that your mother had, that your father had. So it's not that the disease runs in your family. It's the eating habits that run in your family. Correct. Absolutely. And I, I know when we used to travel around doing uh, uh, Vitamix demos years ago, um, that was definitely something that you would hear a lot and and that was always uh, such a great response uh because it, it makes sense i've seen plenty of people come up and and talk about how they were able to change their uh eating habits and change the diagnosis of a disease you know um had a guy lymph node cancer he, he said he read something about uh these oranges that uh, could potentially kill uh, five different cancers if they're organic, you know, because the orange creates some type of film over top of it when they're organic. If they use pesticides and stuff, it takes that film off. Well, apparently, you know, this guy was like, hey, I, uh, I don't have anything to lose here, you know, and, and he had a really old Vitamix machine. So what he did was he would get the organic oranges or whatever, he'd blend them up, said it was so bitter, he'd cut it with some already uh made orange juice and uh he would drink that and he did that for a couple months and in addition to whatever he was eating or what have you um he went back to the doctor and the doctor found no traces of the lymph node cancer and you know he was so excited but i mean and this is a guy who is telling me this and it happened years ago you know no more cancer for him but you know, you can change that. And I've seen people change that. Um, and, and I'm wondering, is it the self-image that comes first or the thought of, 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 of the new diet that comes first? Uh, you know, which came first before the ability for that disease to be gone? You know, I mean, because what if somebody's drinking that, but then they're just saying, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. <laughs> it ain't gonna work the whole time. It's not gonna work. 
You think that's what happens to a lot of people these days? You know, I'm not going to get that job. I'm not going to, you know, the people psych themselves out all the time. It's all in your mind. Exactly. The subconscious mind have a failure mechanism already in your brain that tells you you ain't going to achieve. It's just that simple. It is no different than the placebo effect, right? If you if the doctor told you this pill is going to work and you believe that doctor, that chances are that pill is going to work for you. And it's just a sugar pill. So in the back of your brain, if you're calling yourself a failure, I can't achieve. I'm nobody or I can only get then that's what you're going to always have. You got to first do the do some do some shadow work and remove those failures. Like I asked a person, what does it feel like? to be wealthy. When you think about being wealthy, what does that look like? Can you describe it? You can't describe it then it's because your subconscious mind knows nothing of it. It was never trained to understand it. This is why in Rich Dad Poor Dad, it talks about those who are poor and why they remain poor. And those who are rich remain rich no matter how dumb they are. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think um, you've spoken on, on those ideals uh, before. Uh, pops as you as you talk about that you know the the creation of wealth and and the mindset you know last words before we get out of here you know um you've got a a an an alien right that uh has come to earth and you've met him uh joe you 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 run into him you meet him and he wants to take something back he wants to take something back to his galaxy about how people on earth can create a better life. You know, last words, we're getting ready to sign off on the show here soon. You've got this alien that wants to take some bit of information from you. What, what, what profound thing are you going to say to him? I would say uh, you come to a planet that's prime for slavery if you need some workers, man, take these humans. <laughs> they will build your ships. They will work for you. No. We are unlimited potential is what we are. We just have not realized it yet. The aliens, they, uh, you know, they already have realized it. So there's nothing I can tell them to improve what they're doing except how to drive. Why do spaceships crash? I mean, can't they drive? They come here and they crash their ships. What is it about traffic on Earth that they can't maneuver? I, I thought it was the U.S. Uh, shooting them down. You know, they. You know, that's that's what I thought. You know, that, <laughs> that was, that was, hey, John, you got a guy uh, lost civilization. He's he's gonna go and take some information from you. You you you, you know, uh, maybe the guy's not an alien. Maybe he's uh, from another dimension, uh, and he's human, right? But uh, in his dimension. The, the, the people's mindset has is already, you know, gone to such low vibrations that uh, they just need something. What are you going to tell this guy to take with them? Well, first of all, I'm going to wonder, know how in the hell he got here and why he chose this <laughs> motherfucker to come to. <laughs> what did you get here? Well, I want to know because we can't get out of here. So how the hell you get here? Yeah, I want to know that. That's enough for me to know. I don't know where you came from, but you came to the wrong place if you're looking for information and you came here on the ship and we can't get out of here on the ship. So, <laughs> but I will say there. this. Um, I will say this as we was talking about goal setting and in the mind. Um, Imagine we imagine not knowing what life is really about. 
we assume that life is about material gain, wealth. So we, we talked about being happy as comes from within has nothing to do with material. If you are happy because you bought a new car, guess what? A car ain't gonna last long. <laughs> so then you gotta find something else new. So therefore it's the wealth that makes you happy, but it's false pretense because those things don't stay long. And when you die, um, that wealth does not go with you to the grave. In fact, that wealth will be left with those whom you love. And so the people you love may come to your grave every now and then and bring you flowers. But uh, then that will end. As they get older, they don't come to your grave no more and give you flowers. So what do you have left at the grave? You have all your deeds, all your accomplishments that you have done for other people, right? So imagine now, as, well, as I talked about earlier, you're walking towards your death every moment. Do you know by that thought alone, you appreciate life even better? There's only two ways you should live your life. You should live your life in between the thought that you're going to die tomorrow. Just imagine you're going to die tomorrow. What would you do today? Wouldn't you try to reach out to everyone you love to talk to them, give them some advice or help them out or tell them you love them, how much you appreciate them? Ain't you going to try to go to most people that you have met and say, thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for, man, I appreciate you when I was here. Ain't you? Right. We're going to do that. Right. We're going to appreciate the little few moments we got. You appreciate more today, right now, if you knew you're going to die tomorrow, you're going to be looking at that clock and just smiling and appreciating every little moment, right? Every little moment is happy as fuck because this is all you got. You know it's time to go tomorrow. The other one is live your life as though you're going to live forever. If you live your life as though you're going to live forever, you know what? You're not such a spendthrift. You are going to eat right because you want to be healthy. You don't want to live forever sick and ill. You're going to be thinking about how much money can I still have when I get older, like we do retirement, right? I'm going to live till I'm 80, 90. Well, how am I going to survive? So, so you, 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 you're in between two posts, and it keeps you humble. Live your life as though you're going to die tomorrow, and live your life as though you're going to live forever. You will always stay in between the humbleness of the two posts, because here's why. If you can step your foot into death for a moment, just step your foot and look at that. You will come back here with more appreciation of what you have here. And it ain't got nothing to do with anything. Just having the ability to think and to go after your dream is success itself. Success is having the ability to imagine something that you can go after. That's success. That's it. And if you can see your life as simple as that, just, just as simple as that, you will have a better today and you will have a better look at tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you do those things, look at your life as though you're going to live forever and look at your life as though this is your last day. So we just talked about, you think you're going to live forever? You're going to have vision. You're going to have purpose. I'm going to be here forever and all of that, right? And then you're going to live your life as though you're going to die tomorrow. You're humble. 
You're more nicer to people. You ain't all mean and frustrated with them. You know, you you driving in traffic. You let somebody cut in front of you. You don't mind. Fuck, I'm dying tomorrow. You go ahead on. You're taking life a little bit more different. As a person who's going through chemo and cancer right now, that think they're going to die in six months. They some nice ass people about right now. They'll give you anything, right? Oh, you can have it. That's the humbleness. You stay in between those two and you will always live your purpose life. I guarantee you. Think you're going to live forever? You'll find a purpose. Think you're going to live forever? I swear to you, you'll find you a purpose. And, and and that sounds like that space uh, could be that that space could be summed up and labeled as gratitude. Yes. You know, living Correct. in a place of gratitude every day. Thank you. Every moment. Uh, the, the wonderful future living uh, like tomorrow is your last day. Yep. Awesome. 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 Man. So, you know, this has been a lot of nuggets here on, on this show, man. This is, um, it's always intriguing having these conversations uh, of the mind and, and mindset, you know, and, 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 you know, with both of you, there's plenty of, uh, uh, you know, affirmations and videos and motivational speakings and things of that nature. Uh, Brother Joe Tapper, senior, where where do they find you at? Because uh, you do a lot of uh, speaking out there. Just social media. You, yeah, you can hook up with me on Facebook, Joseph the Health Coach Tapper. I want to share a phenomenon that I I'm experiencing and have been for the past hour. I have been smelling incense. I have no incense in my house, but, and I've been looking around, I have been smelling incense. And that's weird because, you know, John, yeah, <laughs> I don't have an explanation. I just wanted to share that with you, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I can't well, give you any reason why, but I've been smelling incense. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, do, you and, and, do you burn incense? No, I don't have any in the house. I don't. If you had Are some, you would burn? you burn it? Sure would. Yeah. I'm gonna send you some. Okay. <laughs> Are you burning some could... right now, John? Am I burning some? No, yeah. no, no. Okay. I wish but, I, I mean, could if... describe the fragrance, then I could get you to send me that one, but I can't. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, if you walk, you walk in in John's I, office I right now. I, I bet you what I send you is gonna be one of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you, you walk in, in John's uh, uh, building right now, his office or whatever, and you're going to smell, uh, you know, many different smells. Uh, but I will say this, that we're talking about the mind, the mind, the power of the mind. There she goes. There's no distance, time or anything with the mind. I am with John right now as he is here with me in the mind. We're we're all one. So. The fact that I'm experiencing probably the fragrance that he's experiencing right now is commonplace to the mind. You know, what, what, but you know, it's funny that you said that. And, and I mean, I, it's, it's funny to say it now, but uh, earlier when you were talking that, um, and I've, I've been sitting here trying to process it. I felt like I felt spit. <laughs> when you said something, I felt like I felt spit right here, right here on my on my eye, right here. And it's it's just funny because I mean I, I I've sat and heard you talk plenty of times. I've had 
uh, uh, close encounter conversations with you, of course, through the years. And I, I felt like I felt spit when you said something. <laughs> and 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 I'm, I just blew it off and, and didn't think any more of it until you said what you just said about smelling fragrance. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the mind is powerful. You. Yeah, it, it's amazing how that works. And, you know, uh, Josiah hit me to something recently that I'm watching. It's um, the, uh, uh, oh my gosh, he just, he just sent it to me. It's a, but it's, it's a movie about, it's called Dearly Departed. And it's a movie about what if someone took a camera into the spirit world and, and had interviews with spirits, uh, people who have passed on, basically. And their description of what they now, where a lot of that uh, storyline is coming from, is from real accounts of people's uh, after death or near death experiences. Um, so it's just interesting. He he took a whoever did this movie compiled a bunch of those near death experiences and then put them into a documentary type of movie form. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell you what, it is pretty powerful. Uh, yeah. Just to sit there and and listen to that, so it well, talks can, a lot about the power of the mind. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and and search for Beyond and Back, and that's really one thing that helped carry me through after my wife passed. Is Beyond and Back? Go on YouTube, and it's a bunch of videos. It used to be a show on TV, and it's a bunch of videos about people that have died and came back, and their experience. Mm -hmm. The one thread that was consistent throughout all of them is when they came back, they lived life without fear. Imagine mm. coming back from death and then living life without fear. What does that mean? Live life without fear. That means they're not afraid to try anything. That's right. They're not afraid of failing. They're not afraid of bad results. They're not afraid. Of, so they're willing to try anything. They, Every last one of them, when they came back, that's what they said. They they lived life without fear. They had no no fear after that. And that'd be awesome. If we could do that now, knowing that. Live life without fear. Ha, that'd be awesome. And what were we talking about earlier, Joe? Kids, they come here without fear. We have to teach them fear. Don't do that. Otherwise, this is going to happen. Don't do that. Otherwise, it's going to happen. We have to teach them fear. Imagine if we, like we're saying, if a kid could grow up without being taught those limitations, without being taught fear. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Man, he, 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 he might figure out how to dissolve in and out of reality, uh, kind of like uh, you're doing there uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> in, in your picture. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, it, this is all just, you know, always um, uh, intriguing conversation. And, you know, like people say, always be aware of your uh, frequency that, that, that you're emitting. Um, you know, and we can talk for hours about this stuff. But, you know, as we as we get out of here, you know, one of the big takeaways here is just realizing, um, you know, finding your purpose and uh, living life without limits. Um, it sounds like a big takeaway from this find you know looking for finding your purpose and living life without limits and and uh it seems like that is the big message here and that's how 
uh you have those 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 five percent those people who are always creating and uh, uh, uh going after uh, so much in life and the 95 percent pretty much you know looks at them and says they're greedy they're 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 uh, uh arrogant elitist people who just you know don't they give enough up. back yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly you know so you know it just seems that when you look at that those people are living life without limits and and uh, uh they're 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 setting goals continually going after them so it, it sounds like anybody can do this if they just focus on that correct and and that and that's it you know so um man appreciate you guys on the conversation today uh it has has been awesome and i think we've given a lot of people a lot to think about and digest and it, and it looks like you know just looking at the viewership there's going to be a lot of people playing this video back uh, just the same from YouTube to uh, uh, Spotify and everywhere else. So, again, folks, uh, the tipping point show dot com. You can check us out there. Um, and, and with uh, Joe Tapper Sr., you can just type in Joseph uh, Tapper in Google and uh, you'll you'll find them via YouTube and and everywhere else. So uh, he's, he's he's out there. But, man. I'm getting out of here so I can go write some more goals down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I got some paper that uh, needs to be covered in ink. So um, uh, good stuff. Good talk. Until next time, we will see you guys once again. As people are saying, hey, thank you for the show. Very inspiring. All that good stuff. Again, folks, we'll see you next week. Same place, same time. It is the Tipping Point Morning Show. Peace, brothers. Peace. You are listening to The Tipping Point Show with your host, with your host, Mr. Just Ask Joe, John Yeah. Right here on WLOU. Stream it live on Facebook and WLOUonline.com. And now, and now, the Tipping Point Show.